Thank you for joining us today on Body Ecology Living with me, Donna Gates. I have a dear friend today, Dr. Anna Kabeka, and she's a board-certified gynecologist and obstetrician. She's going to be with us today. She's, she's also a specialist in anti-aging medicine and regenerative medicine. She's an expert in functional medicine, which is something you've heard me talk about many, many times. You always want to find a functional medicine doctor because they know more and they can help you the most. But obviously, as a gynecologist and obstetrician and you know, trained in functional medicine, she specializes in bioidentical hormone replacement therapy. And, you know, a lot of uh, doctors, OBGYNs, for example, they really don't know how to uh, work with the hormones. And so again, that's where the training that comes uh, from functional medicine is so really, really important. Dr. Kabeka is a DO, and she earned her medical degree from Nova Southeastern University, that's in Florida. And then she completed her residency at Emory University in Atlanta, which is my home territory, so I have a huge fondness for that school. She lectures all over, internationally and nationally, here in the U.S. on restorative health and women's health issues. She's a consultant. She's a trainer. She trains other physicians even on bioidentical hormone replacement therapy. So you can be sure that we have a wonderful, well-trained person. But the other thing I want you to know about Dr. Kabeka is that she has an amazing heart. She's just She's just a wonderful person. I think anybody that goes to her as a doctor is very, very fortunate to find someone like her. And we're going to be talking today about the gut. And another subject actually tied into the gut is the vagina. You might not have ever thought to tie those two topics together, but Anna and I did a an interview for the Gut Summit that's pretty fascinating. And that interview that we did together is a bonus for people who are purchasing the Gut Summit. So welcome, Dr. Anna Kabeka. Oh, thank you. It's so great to be here with you, Donna, and, you know, really an honor. You are a trailblazer in the field of functional medicine, restoring the immune system, gut health, oh my gosh, body ecology. Thank you for having me. Oh, thank you. I, I forgot to tell people, though, that you also speak four different languages, English and other languages. That That is always blown my mind. I always think that people that are multilingual like that are like eggheads <laughs> and you're so normal and, <laughs> you know, just a mom and a fantastic doctor. And you're just, you're, you're one of those anomalies, I think like, wow, you can do all this. So it's a real honor to have you here. Thank you. I said, yeah, I can speak four languages, but none of them well. So <laughs> we'll work on that. Well, yeah. you have a series too called Sexy Younger You, and I've been a, a telesummit, and, and I've been a guest on that. And, you know, we have our telesummit going on the uh, Gut Summit, which is going really well. We're getting fantastic response from people. They um, are have no idea that the bonus from you is going to really blow their mind. But let's um, let's talk a little bit about our, about the gut and about infections that people might have vaginally and how the impact that that would have, these infections and how they're treated, how, what kind of impact would that have on your gut? So I'm oh, just going to yeah. let you take, take the uh, floor here and run with it. Sure. Yeah, I'm glad to. You know, one of the areas of prime importance for me as a gynecologist and for health in general is the vagina. I always tell people, I mean, absolutely, the vagina is essential for life, right? There's not one of us who would be here without it. 
So it is critically important, and it takes a lot of it takes a lot of abuse, right? There's um, <laughs> the the confinement of sitting, you know, underwear, tight underwear, stockings, all this stuff, tight gym clothes, sitting on our bottoms all day if we are working or sedentary lifestyles, etc. I mean, it's it's a it, there's a lot that has to be. We forget this beautiful area of the vagina that it needs to be nurtured, right? And re- and uh, rejuvenated on occasion. Well, you said it's the organ for life because it brings life into the world, but we do keep our vagina the entire length of our life. And it is an area, you're right, that people don't even think to take care of. So this is fantastic. We're having this discussion. Absolutely. And it becomes a problem area for people, right? A source of a source of uh, possibly infections, such as vaginitis or yeast infections or abnormal pap smears and condyloma, possibly herpes or other sexually transmitted diseases. As we get older, we deal with vaginal dryness, maybe thinning of the vulvar and vaginal and clitoral skin. We have to deal possibly with incontinence or leaking of the bladder and abnormal irregular bleeding, discharges, sometimes pelvic pain, cystitis, you know, painful intercourse. And, and all of this affects our quality of life. It all affects our quality of life. Things that can affect the vagina, including douching, the hormone changes, the, um, for using a spermicide or a lubricant tampon trauma can affect the vagina. So we have to think of all these things in relationship to the vagina, where it's not a source of problems, it's a source of life and keeping it healthy. So, you know, consciously thinking, oh, you know, maybe I do need to pay a little bit more attention to my vagina, keep it a little healthier. What does it need today? We worry about our face, right, Donna? We put makeup on, we put cosmetics on, you know, we're taking our, um, uh, probiotics, we're taking our vitamins, etc. We want to look young. And uh, sometimes the vagina isn't quite as well thought of. Would you agree? I do. And there's actually probiotics for the vagina, specifically for the vagina. But I also know that bacteria move from the gut into the vagina. I, I wonder if there are men listening to this, that we should kind of tell them why they should be listening to this too. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, so true. Again, because sexual intimacy is really important. A woman's health of a vagina is tied into their comfort during vaginal play or doing sexual play intimacy with or without intercourse, right? So if a woman has pain, discomfort, discharge from sexual intimacy, then she's not going to want to have it, guys, right? If she's not going to want to have it, she's either, you know, it's really unconscious, not going to want to initiate sex, Mm-hmm. And I know men out there listening are going to say, well, I want, I want her to be turned on. I want her to enjoy our sexual intimacy. That's why we're having it, right? I don't want her to have pain. And many women, and I've, I've treated thousands, don't talk about it. Don't talk about it. Feel like this is a normal consequence of aging. Well, you mentioned the term tampon trauma, which I have never heard before. But I did see an article, I think it popped up on my computer screen, actually, about the new tampon that's like a rope, shaped like a rope. And the first thing I thought was, ooh, that sounds a little uncomfortable there. Would the, Do you know what those are, that's about? And would that, wouldn't that, what is tampon trauma? Let's talk about that for just a well, second. You know, just as the tampon, like, as, you know, just as the tampon will draw dry against the um, vaginal lining against the mucosa, just as if you were to have a Band-Aid on your skin, right? When you pull off the Band-Aid, 
you'd have some irritation to that skin. So it's a rubbing of your vulva, you know, your vaginal tissue. And that tissue is really sensitive, especially as we get older, Donna. It's, you know, it's thinner. There's um, less natural lubrication. The glands have less secretions. And using a tampon, especially if you're in the perimenopause and you're having a lot of spotting, sometimes really can cause some dryness. And what we see, what I see patients getting is like a, a... non-bacterial vaginitis, right? They just have itching or burning, irritation, discharge, but there's no infection. So, so that's something to consider is it, is it what we're putting in our vagina causing, you know, causing problem, causing pain or causing irritation, actually physically traumatizing the skin. Well, speaking of infections, how common are they today? And what are the main causes of the infections? You know, again, Common infections, as a gynecologist, we see them day in, day out, right? But typically a bacterial vaginosis. And I will focus on, um, you know, the importance of a healthy gut to have a healthy vagina, right? Because a healthy gut has intact mucosa, right? The lining is intact. There's no leaky gut going on. And you have healthy microbiome. You have healthy gut bacteria. Well, that filters into the vagina. Healthy bacteria from the vagina is essential but when we have a baby vaginally to populate our baby with a healthy microbiome. So when, when we're out of whack intestinally, et cetera, our vagina is out of whack. So when that's out of whack too, you're more susceptible to infections. Vaginitis, bacterial vaginosis is when the pH of the vagina increases and there's uh, bacterial overgrowth. You're susceptible to a lowered uh, acidic pH, which would be more of a yeast infection, a thick white discharge. And then there are the sexually transmitted infections and HPV that, um, you know, relate to um, damage to the vaginal walls, et cetera, that always need to be addressed if there's a recurrent discharge, cystitis, endometriosis, um, recurrent urinary tract infections, leaking of urine, et cetera. You know, we want to rule out, rule out pathology and, and healing from chronic vaginal yeast infections relates to a full systemic candidal program so that we get rid of sugar in our diet. We take healthy probiotics. We work with nutrients to heal the GI lining. So, you know, and potent antifungals to really clean, restore a healthy balance from chronic yeast infections. So you're saying that if you're, uh, if someone comes into you and they have a vaginal yeast infection, you're going to obviously put them on a sugar-free diet, and then uh, you would give them, um, you would treat the gut too. In other words, part of the treatment for the infection of the vagina today involves looking at the gut. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you know, I think that's that's where we start in functional medicine. Well, now, a normal a, a doctor who's not trained in functional medicine that just automatically writes a prescription for an antibiotic for that infection, the bacterial infection, and antifungal for the fungal infection, what's that doing to the gut? Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, I will use, if I have a patient who has chronic yeast infections, because I can prescribe, I will prescribe, right? Typically, I will use diflucan, nystatin. In a, for a simple yeast infection, I may just use a diflucan or a vaginal cream. But I know if someone had a recurrent infection, you know, more than one a year or as a history of them, then there's a, 
a bigger systemic issue, right? And we're going to look for candidate. Anyone who comes in with a yeast infection as a functional medicine doctor, we're going to look for signs of systemic yeast or, or you know, a, a problem with the GI tract. Um, so, so that's that's key. Typically, we'll use Diflucan or vaginal over the counter. Monostat works good to do the initial treatment. We want to get to the root of the problem, though. So we'd say, okay, well, why did we get a yeast infection? If we can say, oh yeah, well, it was Valentine's Day, and I was drinking lots of wine and eating lots of chocolate, and you know, hence I I had this yeast infection. Well, you know, that's you know, we can put one and one together and make two, but also technically if you have a good healthy GI tract, that's not going to throw you into a yeast infection. So I always follow antifungals with healthy probiotics as well to restore the probiotics in the gut. Now what I do for women who have chronic um, vaginal infections, and we went into great detail during our webinar together for the, your summit about using vaginal probiotics and uh, nutrients that can help and um, improving uh, sexual intimacy, ways to improve sexual intimacy through healing um, the vaginal gut connection. So we go into great detail there. But simply using, starting with possibly some vaginal probiotics is key. I don't recommend douching. You know, women often have recurrent, you know, discharges, so they want to douche. I mean, rarely would I recommend a client to do a vinegar water douche. But any perfumes, et cetera, that's going to disturb the GI tract. So uh, just recently making the news is vaginal steaming. Have you heard of that, Donna? Uh, Only because you told me. I just heard about it. (laughs) That is so, I know. At first I was like, oh my goodness, what are those crazy Californians up to now, right? (laughs) And then I I looked into it and uh, it's very interesting. I mean, like we give our face face a a steam bath, right? We can give our, uh, during a facial, we get that beautiful steam and that opens up the pores, allows for deep cleansing. This is a technique that stems from a Korean practice that involved, um, you know, kind of sitting on a throne type thing with an open opening where steam is allowed to flow through where you're sitting on top onto your vulvar vaginal area, onto the vulvar area. And it can have, you know, numerous different herbs that are used for, um, you know, different herbals that are used. And the key ones that I've, I've read about related to this treatment were mugwort and wormwood, which are basically antibacterial, antiviral, and antifungal. And that this combination works to kind of help cleanse, you know, reduce the bacterial load or fungal or uh, viral. But I wouldn't, like, again, if you have normal healthy flora, the vagina cleans itself. You don't need to go through any extensive cleaning. Taking a beautiful bath is is great for cleaning the vagina naturally, but it cleans itself. This is just like that little extra treatment and tender loving care that we can give our vulva and vagina so that you've got some extra support. And I do recommend using, like, coconut oil, which is also antifungal, antibacterial, Right to massage into the vulva, the perineum. I mean, it's beautiful moisturizing. It's a great lubricant and very safe to use. And that's something that can be done to help keep the vagina healthy, moist, especially as women get older. We need we need lubrication many times. And so using coconut oil, being generous with lubrication, something safe, because you won't believe what's in a lot of these vaginal moisturizers or lubricants. There's chemicals you would never want near your body and um, you know purists I've seen aspartame 
Donna and vaginal lubricants. Like, wow. give me a break. Seriously. Yeah, that's right. a sweetener, we want- by the way, in case anybody's forgotten what that means. It used to be called NutraSweet and Equal. Aspartame is a, an artificial sweetener. <laughs> that's weird. Oh, yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, we wanted to, we want something we always say in, in, as a gynecologist in sexual health, right? We want to use something that's odorless, tasteless, or that smells good and tastes good, right? Mm-hmm. So that's the, that's the purpose behind that. So, but coconut oil or an you know, almond oil with, um, you know, just in and of it by itself are great lubricants. You can use a essential oil to mix in there too that you, yeah. your partner likes, you like the smell of, that's perfectly fine too, but doing well, something you know, that. You, that might be a new use for stevia. You can put a drop of that in your coconut oil and use that there. for an lubricant. We could but, have um, to come up with something creative there, <laughs> yes, right? Yes, I, I, yes, I yes, recommend it. You know, one thing I thought about, you know, I have my Mighty Maca Green formula and I've used that for face mask and recommended that one of the uh, estheticians of the stars, Carrie Pierce, has a recommended that as a face mask, a mud mask, right? We'll use mud masks, spend a hundred and something dollars. You know, this is $2 for a scoop of Mighty Maca and just add some water and make it into a paste and put it on your face. Well, that's all, anything we would eat, we could put on our skin, right? So this you could put around the vulva, the perineum, and that's again, anti-inflammatory, hormone balancing, adrenally supportive, you know, great little vaginal vulvar, you know, vulvar mud mask, let's say. But for people to remember, anything you put in or near the vagina is absorbed into the skin, is absorbed into your circulation. So that's why it's so important to really use something clean and safe and also treat your vagina with in vulvar area with care because it, it we need it for our entire life. And when you consider, you know, the long aisles in the grocery store of incontinence pads, there's so much we can do with vaginal hormones, DHEA, testosterone, to restore the muscle of the vagina, keep the tissue really, really healthy, and you're not going to have that problem. Now, if somebody is, is already using DHEA cream or testosterone cream, are you suggesting that they should apply it uh, inside the vagina? I would say I have prescribed vaginal DHEA and testosterone creams or suppositories or tablets for vaginal use. Absolutely. So as long as it's being, Mm. it's going to be absorbed differently than it would be because the vagina is like taking a sublingual. So definitely around the vulva and the labia. And if it's a good, a good cream that can be used vaginally, and we know the dosages, you don't need as much when you're inserting it into the vagina. A little bit goes a long way. That can definitely be used. But remember, there's going to be some systemic absorption. But what I've used, I've used as high as 10 milligrams DHEA in the vagina daily, as well as up to five milligrams of testosterone in the vagina daily. And, um, and then once the vagina, vaginal health is restored in the perimenopause, menopause, once the vaginal health is restored and patients would tell me, Donna, hey, my vagina is 20 again. They'd be like, Dr. Kabeca, you made my vagina 20 again. <laughs> my husband loves you. I'm like, oh, thank you. Well, what would that mean? Like define a 20-year-old vagina. So when, as we get older, the mucosal layer, the inner lining of the vagina thins out. The muscle also thins out. So it's not as elastic, not as pliable. When we're reproductive age, it has good folds, good mucosa, good elasticity, good rugation. So those are the natural folds of the vagina. We lose that with the hormonal changes of aging, but it can be restored. Wow, that's really encouraging for many women to hear that. I uh, think that... (laughs) People can fly to see you, right? 
Right now, I'm not taking any new patients, but working with clients online. So I recommend they come to my website at quebecahealth.com and sign up for my news- newsletter because we'll be doing some programs online. And then when I open up uh, my clinic again uh, to take new clients, I will be making an email announcement about that. So, But they can't, um, you, they need a doctor to get prescribed the DHEA and the testosterone to be able to... Well, to get the cream and to prescribe it to use that, you know, to restore their vagina. So they, they do need to find a good functional medicine doctor in their area. How would you, let's say they can't come to you, you're not seeing people now, what would you recommend somebody do to find a good OBGYN trained in functional medicine? Yeah, well, there's a couple of things to start with first. Like, you know, in the perimenopause, menopause, one thing that you can do, and I, and I sell on my web store, is my progesterone pregnenolone cream. So that's a progesterone pregnenolone cream, which can also be applied to the vulva, labia, clitoris, clitoral area, the perineum. So you can apply that to the area. About a you know half a teaspoon nightly is perfect. So you can start with that. You'll see changes because progesterones are mother hormone. So that's something available over the counter and very you know very very safe. Wait, progesterone is the mother hormone? I thought pregnenolone was. Pregnenolone and then progesterone. So we go cholesterol, pregnenolone, and progesterone. But it's a combination. You put the two together. That's really a brilliant. I've never seen that done before. And this would be stronger than what somebody can get from the health food store because they can buy progesterone uh, as a cream. They can buy pregnenolone too. Yeah, because as a practicing physician, I wanted to know what they were getting was something that was actually, you know, what it said on the label. So we lose some of that in the general market, unfortunately. So the one that I carry is USP, progesterone and pregnenolone, 20 milligrams of each per full pump, you know, at a, as a metered dose. So I can guarantee that's what's in my formula. And that's what you want. That's what I look for in a, in a hormonal cream. I want to make sure it's USP progesterone. So as a physician, that's what I'm looking for. So that's a starting point. And then, you know, again, I've lectured to the American College of OBGYNs, the American College of Osteopathic OBGYNs um, in March 13th. Y'all send your doctor to the American College of Osteopathic Family Physicians Conference in Las Vegas, Nevada. I'll be speaking February, uh, March 13th on vaginal health and hot topics and sexual health. So I'll be training physicians on how to prescribe vaginal hormones. And I've done so I've done this. Um, so that's really important. Also, I'll be running an online webinar this uh, spring on vaginal hormone prescribing for physicians. So same way, you know, sign up on my website to get on my email list. Well, we definitely need more trained doctors because people come to me all the time and they, they're just so far off track. It's kind of pitiful. Well, naturally, I have to ask this question because, of course, I'm interested in diet. Have you seen that food can have an effect on preventing um, you know, aging of the vagina and also when, the, when you are older and you are beginning to have those symptoms, are there any foods that are particularly valuable to eat to help restore uh, the vaginal health back to a more youthful stage? That's, you know, that's a great question, Donna. And the biggest thing that comes to mind are you know, our healthy fats. So I think avocados, I think DHA from oysters, right? I think oysters are a magical food. I love oysters for the nutrients. And plus our body is easily absorbs the DHA. So the healthy fatty acids are what we need. So salmon, oysters, avocado, you know, coconut, using a coconut oil as well. Everything that will help the cell membrane is going to help the vaginal um, 
mucosa, the vaginal lining, the, our skin's elasticity and integrity in general. So those are probably my top favorite inclusions into our into our diets. And and then I think about foods that balance our hormones. So I want to avoid anything that's, you know, I want to avoid, you know, my, my biggest thing, my biggest like saying is no white, no wheat, no sweet, very little red meat. And so as we stay away from, you know, dairy, stay away from grains or especially gluten and, you know, limit our uh, red meat consumption. I'm not anti-red meat consumption, but I believe they need to be grass-fed, free of hormones and antibiotics. Uh, you know, I love buffalo meat, but it doesn't need to be a daily consumption in our diet. And what does that do to the environment? So let's be, you know, conscientious of that. But I believe healthy amount of seafood, healthy proteins, healthy fats, and and you know, and, and not a, you know, not huge amounts, right? And How about eggs? Of green. Is there research? Because I know eggs are good for the thyroid and for the brain and for the ovaries. How about eggs? I, I think that's a great, eggs are a great source. And I think um, as long as they're uh, organic, free range, from free range chickens, I think that makes a difference. Compl- I mean, that definitely makes a difference. So we want to be conscientious of that's what we're, that's what we're using. Well, I think this is a great place to end our interview, although this is a fascinating topic and we could talk for an hour here. I just want to thank you so much for doing that interview with me that we have on the Gut Summit. It's quite an eye-opener, I think, and quite fascinating for men and women. And thank you for being with us today as well. Thank you, Donna. My pleasure, all as always. And I do highly recommend the Gut Summit to all our listeners and encourage you to share that information, you know, get the recording, share the information with your physicians. It's stuff that we as busy physicians need to be prompted by our patients that we do care about and uh, are concerned about. We want to find ways to help you. There's so much information out there. So, you know, bring us the resources. And that makes a difference. If you're looking for a physician, you know, or you want your physician to help you, you know, they care about you or they wouldn't be a physician. So bring them the information, help them help you. That is such a great thing to say. It's permission for people listening to actually go in and talk to their doctor and sit down across the desk and say, here's what I know. And, you know, I've always felt that it's a partnership. The The doctor and the patient relationship is really a partnership. So you're working out things together, but you need a functional medicine doctor to be able to have that kind of partnership with. So it's wonderful that you said that and that, you know, you're basically encouraging people to play a role really in changing this crisis that we have. And I, I do feel, feel the gut summit is very, that's why I did it. I mean, we have amazing people in the interviews, people they'll never have access to. Um, most, many functional medicine doctors are on there. And so I also encourage everybody, please purchase the summit and listen to this information over and over and hand some of it to your doctor as well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, thank you again, Dr. Kabeka, and I'd like to thank everybody else listening today for, for joining in. I hope this was valuable information to you, even if you're a man. And if you're new to Body Ecology, please subscribe to Body Ecology Living with Donna Gates. Feel free to leave a comment in the review section which on Facebook. We love to hear your comments. We always pay attention to them and you know, try to design our shows based on what people are interested in. And most of all, have a great day.